Welcome to Orisha Flow, where we flow with the Orishas, walking in peace, living in love, and shining in divine light. I am your host, Ianifa Ifayami Ajike Oshundiyi, aka Orori Ashawo Ia Obatala, she who the white feather protects. Walk with me.
Turn Up Tuesdays, where we are giving reverence, receiving messages, flowing with the high vibrations of our ancestors. Yes, we give thanks in the presence of our all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present creator. We give thanks for our celestial ancestors, known in different cultures by different names. We give thanks in the presence of our ancient ancestors, those that existed before captivity. We give thanks in the presence of our ancestors who died during the Middle Passage. We give thanks for our universal ancestors, the ones that researched and taught us who we are, those freedom fighters that stood for what was and is right. We give thanks for our personal ancestors, those who gave birth to us, nurtured us, and taught us. We give thanks for the present moment, and we salute the power of the moment, and salute the ever-present now. We give thanks for our future generations. We remember them now and build for them so that they can one day give thanks to us. Welcome, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Agungu Messages Ancestral Turn Up Tuesdays. We're going to receive some messages today from the ancestors. Oh, and they have some things to say, might I say. Oh, tonight, Agungu is getting into messages concerning children, hygiene, properties, possessions, investing, and much, much more, y'all. But we definitely going to go in hard on the um, children because the children are our future and the children are our ancestors. But before we get into those messages, 
let me just leave y'all with a little song that y'all can get into that Agoon Goon Ancestral Turn Up Tuesday energy. All right, something that the ancestors was feeling would be perfect for this first episode of Turn Up Tuesdays. Flow with it, y'all. Oh, 
All right, you guys. How y'all like that? Stylistics. People make the world go round. That was all off, but anyway, <laughs> I can sing for real. Um, <laughs> so getting into um, these messages, you guys, uh, thank you um, for tuning in to this Turn Up Tuesday. Um, we had a little tef- technical difficulties in getting this out, um, but really what it was was just a learning experience. Um, the ancestors had me going through some certain things, you know, to teach me some certain things through this uh, process of getting this first episode out to you guys. So, um, I thank you guys for your patience. <laughs> so, for those who may not be aware of a Google and what a Gungun represents, what a Gungun is to us, I'll give y'all a brief explanation. A Gungun is the existence of the spirits of the departed ancestors. A Gungun is um, a host of other ancestral spirits in creation as well. And so, you know, focusing on a Gungun, um, there are many stories concerning Egungun, um, most especially among amongst Ifa, among the disciples of Ifa, and those who give acknowledgement, reverence, and all that to Olodumare, also known in I guess an English word as God. Okay, giving those who uh, give thanks to God, give thanks to a greater and a higher power. Um, we got the ancestors right there, y'all. So it's very important that we give acknowledgement to our ancestors. Um, And so, Agungun is the collective ancestors. So you have Agungun, is the collective ancestors, and then you have Agungun, which is your personal ancestors. Um, Agungun is, from an Ifa standpoint, the soul of the departed fathers, mothers, godparents, great, grandparents um, that are never far away. They are available to protect, love, guide, and guard us. Um, They are the other members of the family who are still having a physical existence and creation. Um, And so we have to understand that when we use the word creation or me using the word creation, um, is based off of this context that because of the fact that the physical world is the tangible and the material world, um, while the spiritual world is the expansive world, the real world where the real things take place before they appear in the material world. The spiritual world precedes the physical world and it is the world of realities the spiritual world right um so these two worlds are just one continuum it's like a one continuum entity within universal existence within the framework of universal existence of things or universal network so Ifa, Ifa, recognize the importance 
of the worshiping of or acknowledging of Ngungu, um, that was born out of love, respect, dignity, affection, and concern for the departed soul of the family members in the society. Right? So the appearance of Egungun in the physical state or in the material world demonstrates a strong union and cooperation between the living and the dead members of the family, right? But we know that when an ancestor uh, or an elder transitions over, they become an ancestor and they never die. You understand what I mean? So like, um, there is a uh, Yoruba saying, Eniti oku ati eniti osonu watsiri arawon. And um, that means the lost and the death will surely meet one day, which means that there is a vivid life after death, and death is not the end of man. There's resurrection after death. And the soul of our dead ones continue living forever without interruption of life any longer, if that makes any sense. So, um, Egungun is the absolute illustration and practical example of Ifa, you know, preaching in the life after life or if you will so we need to really make sure that we acknowledge the collective ancestors and our personal ancestors right because that is an ever-present energy that is constantly trying to guide us and protect us and get us to walk in our path and our destiny right one thing I found very interesting when it comes to our personal ancestors. Throughout some of um, my uh, spiritual works that I do with some people that come to me for my um, readings or um, maybe they need a cleanse, spiritual washes that needs to be done in their home. Or really, I mean, just the readings. Let's first focus on that, the readings. There's always a connection within the readings that I do with people who have, when it comes to their ancestral Orisha and their crown Orisha. And I look at um, people's astrological charts as well when I do my readings. And it's all connected. I mean, when it comes to the stars, when it comes to um, astrology, really cosmology the Orishas the ancestors it's all up and through there you know it's just we all call it a different name but the energies are there they're connected you know some people don't want to say it's the same and it's you know it can't be the same if it's a different name but for me I, I connect it all together and what I notice when people in the astrological chart have a, a north node when I look at their North Node and their South Node in their astrological chart, it connects with their 
ancestral reshape. So the South Node, and this is something that I discovered in it, you know. There's nothing that's secret, but things are sacred. So I hope you guys can appreciate this information. Um, the South Node is connected to our ancestral reshape. And the North Node is connected to our crown reshape, where we're moving towards. You know what I mean? So even though some people may have, um, let's say their crown Arisha is Shanga, right? And let's say their uh, ancestral Arisha is, hmm, uh, do I wanna say an Ogon energy? Probably like an Ogon energy. We're saying ongoing energy, right? Ongoing energy. So the the North Node would most likely be in like Aries, right? Or Shango, so first king. And then the South Node would probably be in um, in Aquarius, right? So we connected at Aquarius with that ongoing. Um, Although, you know, some people beg to differ, you know, when it comes to astrology and their reaches, but I'm just trying to give an example. All right, um, a quick example so that you guys can understand where I'm coming from. So, because the North, and, the North Node and the South Node are polar opposites, but there are similarities. And so when we think of Shango and Ogun, there are similarities, but they're the polar opposite. North and South Node, Aries, Aquarius, or um, we're actually Leo. Oh, it's Leo. It's not. It's not Aries. It's Leo. So the North Node would be in Leo, and the South Node would be in Aquarius. There you go, y'all. You see how that connects when it comes to astrology and working with the elemental forces of nature. Astrology is working with nature. We're reading nature. We're learning how to interpret nature and the stars and the things that's surrounding us and supporting us, right? Because we're all connected to natural nature, right? So I just love when I do like life path readings and I connect these things with people and everything just flows. It's like they understand it more when you can break it down to um, something that you see every day. You know, when I wake up and go outside, I feel this kind of way because I am what a child of Shango. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm I'm doing the wrong thing because a lot of times with your um, South Node, we always naturally revert back to the South Node. So you revert back into a certain introverted kind of space. You know, and if it's Aquarius and we're connecting that to, um, excuse me, we're connecting that to Ogun, where Ogun is constantly work, 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 isolation, work, 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 and not getting out and showing face and doing this and being, you see what I mean? So I kind of got off track, <laughs> but I hope that uh, resonates with you guys what I'm saying when it comes to the importance of just understanding how ever, ever, ever present the ancestors are working with us. Um, even in our astrological chart, it's present, it's there. 
and um, people should know who their ancestor Orisha is so that they can know what they're working with, what's supporting them, what's assisting them, what's bringing them wisdom. So somebody who has a south node in Aquarius with the ancestral Risha of Ogun has some um, has brought a certain type of Ogun knowledge into this lifetime. You know, when we think about the intellect of Ogun, we think about um, that Ogun is over um, iron and how iron um, assists in the blood. Mm the ever-flowing blood, the continuous blood, the ancestral blood, you know, it's pretty deep, y'all. So the ancestors really got into children, hygiene, and a garden, how we should garden, how we should plant things. I, you know, I mentioned in some of my, uh, post on my um, Instagram about possessions and investing and that falls under the messages of children um, properties and all of this other stuff so um, at Gungun really has some really um, intense and powerful messages concerning that so first getting into hygiene y'all we need to understand the power cleanliness <laughs> and that saying that that goes oh um uh, uh cleanliness is like next to godliness it's yeah and cleanliness is next to um ancestral power <laughs> if you will um that benevolent ancestral power because some people you know we have ancestors that lived a rough life so we need to understand that as well and that kind of energy and something, whatever positive you're trying to do, might not work. You know what I'm saying? It might not work for your progress. You know, um, hmm. definitely have some stories concerning the experiences I've had personally with Egongong and um, the messages I received firsthand, but that's probably for some later episodes when they probably are ready for me to disperse that information. So, when it comes to the scent of a person, we have to understand the power. We're going all the way down to the mitochondrial DNA, y'all. That's how deep, when it comes to this hygiene, ancestors have some concerns with that when it comes to some of us. Um, you know, the ancestors at Gungon is speaking of how we should stop wearing certain colognes and perfumes because when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to the middle passage and the daily practices our ancestors had when they were traveling over those waters um, into the islands, into this land, into South America. They had certain hygienic practices, and we've lost the way of that. And certain things were done for certain reasons that, again, connects us to nature, the elemental forces of nature, the Orishas, the Orishas that live within us, connects us to Olo Dumare, 
connects us to Ori, destiny, right? So, in certain, and then another thing is certain colognes and perfumes that we wear, you know, um, may affect your Ori a certain kind of way. You know, if we look at it from, if we try to look at it from every angle, you know, when we do spiritual sprays over our house and over ourselves and we sage ourselves, it's a certain type of um, scent. And that scent attracts benevolent energies. That scent attracts your your um, your spirit guides and guardians to assist you. You know, when, it's, when the scent of the home as well as yourself is clean, clear, pure, for lack of better words. I mean, you're talking about some angelic energies that always want to be present with you. Um, so there's certain chemicals that they put in those colognes and um, that they put in those uh, perfumes that affects not only um, just affects your aura, affects your whole body, your energetic bodies. It affects your aura, affects all of that. Um, and therefore, it can affect the connection you have with your ancestors. That's why I actually make um, an Orisha spray. It's called an Orisha clearing spray that hmm, just gets you right. It gets you right. Not only physically, but spiritually, you know, to the point where um, it keeps those negative energies away and keep the positive energies surrounding you and clear away any negative energies you may have, you know, because... Um, we all need that. We're constantly running into energies that we are not aware of, that we don't know, that may attach to us. And, you know, our ancestors only want to help us. So, you know, they're mentioning that the cologne, the messages was the cologne and perfumes need to really be reduced. And that really people is just trying to make money out here, you know. So, um, they doing whatever it takes to get that dollar, dollar bill, y'all. So, we're going to get more into that dollar, dollar bill when it comes to children. Because the ancestors at Goon Goon, the collective ancestors is telling us, telling me to tell you guys about um, the importance of children when it comes to all these things we are striving so hard to get on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, possessions, properties, assets, money in general, you know, um, children are the key. Children are the key. And so, um, so yes, um, we're going to get into the type of scents that a Gungong would like for um, people to wear. Natural scents. Really, that's it. It's real simple. You know, me, I love frankincense and myrrh. And to me, I connected that actually. It got so deep, I connected the frankincense and myrrh back to my past life. Um, and I understood that frankincense and myrrh were worn by um, priests and priestess. All the way from ancient Kemet to the land of Elay Fay. So really, it's like wearing spiritual um, come on, uh, oils. I'm sorry, wearing spiritual oils, natural oil, natural spiritual oils will be perfect, will work out perfect, um, where it would attract some of your most benevolent ancestors. And um, hmm, 
they love those scents. You know, sandalwood, frankincense and myrrh, some really powerful spiritual oils. I would suggest people get that. And to me, you know, if you can go to um, a botanica somewhere in your neighborhood, or you can go online and find these different highly spiritual oils, like mm, they have a 777 uh, oil that's really, really, really good. Um, and I believe that's from uh, Nigeria. Uh, so look into it, guys, look into it. When it comes to the hygiene, you, you gotta make sure that the home, make sure your home is sage, right? And make sure that if you have an ancestral altar, that you are constantly um, cleaning your ancestral altar, keeping it neat, um, not letting dust start to accumulate. Because, um, I mean, dust is a form of inactivity, so um, you wanna make sure that got that good clear fresh bright um, fresh water if you have water on your ancestral uh, altar um, make sure that when you clean your house and you mop your floors that you're using spiritual water to mop your floors every time uh, because that's important as well um, I mean you want it to the point where about somebody who you don't want to come over to your house and you look at your ancestral altar or you just have that feeling your ancestors will be able to take care of it ASAP you know you might not be able to speak those words like you want to or maybe you haven't had the time to just really express yourself to whoever you don't want coming over but you want that shield of protection over your home and your ancestors is definitely going to be able to deliver that for you seriously so um, now we're going to get into, we might head back on over to the Department of Hygiene, but now we're going to get into uh, the power of children, the power of the blood, and um, the blood is just it's so relevant in the fact that we chose this physical body, we chose this physical body in which um, this is our vehicle to be able to complete our mission, and this physical body is connected to um, infinite information from a particular ancestral lineage that is supporting you, that has that has chosen to support you in this mission. Because we still have our own soul, see? And our soul is eternal. But our soul goes to different dimensions and different realms and decide to have different vehicles to experience what we need to experience on that plane so that you know our soul can continue to evolve right and grow and expand right so um there's beauty definitely beauty in that okay so and we're going to mention children the power of children and how we should always put children first, our future first, of course, right? Yes, so children should always come first. And that's our investing. 
when I was speaking about investment, how we should invest, we should invest in our children. If you don't have children, I mean, go to your, I don't know if everyone has a girls and boys club, you know, every state, every city or whatever. Um, but investing in the children in some kind of way, you know, you'll be invested in yourself. Please believe me. Because at Gungun is the collective ancestors. And then we have our own personal ancestors. So of course, if you have children, you know, you'll be investing in your own ancestral lineage. But if you assist in children, you aren't even, maybe not blood linked with, you know, you never know, you know what I'm saying? That you are building up your Gungun power. See, when you invest in your own children, you're building up your own ancestral lineage power, your own ancestral power. But when you are giving to children in general, you are giving to the collective ancestors in general, which means that you are empowering yourself for your future, right? So, my, my goodness, that's the beauty of... <laughs> that's the beauty. The beauty of the multiverses. The beauty of Olo It's amazing. Um, so we need to understand, you know, you can't really be stingy out here. You can't really do that. Because it's not gonna help you in the end of the day. And then you're not helping. So it's that um that universal reciprocity that we are working with. Um and so and Gongong said children are going to become the only avenue to invest check that out so all these material things that we go so hard for get a bag do this all of that you know what i'm saying it's like that's really mad temporary and all we're gonna have to continue on with stability with um really stability, having a foundation, because that's the main thing of continuing on from generation to generation is having that blood link stability, having that gener having that stability is through our children. And so, um, you know, it might come a time because I do know that, you know, we are in the midst of approaching spiritual wars. And I don't know, some people may think that those spiritual wars are love to get into that <laughs> um, because the ancestors are connected with that as well Gongong is connected with that as well you know I remember earlier I was giving thanks and reverence to the universal ancestors that's beyond this planet that's beyond this galaxy that's in more than one galaxy you know um, and multiverses right so um We might get beyond this physical planet and get more deep, but what's going to carry us beyond galaxies and universes? It's the blood, it's the ancestors, it's that Google. That's our connection, you know. So that blood is so strong, and I know that probably in different planets and different galaxies, you know, it might not be blood, but that mitochondrial DNA is something so powerful and so spiritual and so ancient. <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> it can travel beyond this galaxy. 
because it holds, it stores memory. Memory is a vibration. A vibration is all throughout the galaxies and the universes. Right? That vibration carries a memory that can connect to a whole nother universe in a whole nother galaxy from a universal ancestor who can deliver to you some ancient teachings, teachings, power, whatever, that you might need in order to survive, that you might need in order to understand how to uh, get through a very hard time here on this planet. People in general. So that collective ancestor thing is very, very powerful. It's, it's beyond this planet. I mean, that's how I like to look at things. This thing is so much bigger and so much grander than just here. So, hmm. so moving on, when we're talking about the children, and they're going to mentioning that the only avenue to invest in the future will be investing in our children. It's probably going to have to come today. Because we have to understand that living in Aquarius, the Aquarian age, we also have to understand that there's a polarity to living in the Aquarian age. So although we may be picking up on that revolutionary energy of the Aquarian age, that out of the box energy of Aquarian age, you know, people looking like fairies, having all different, I mean, just all over the place, you know, like a circus show. Um, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But that's that Aquarian energy. You know what I'm saying? And that's perfectly fine because we want to bring some something different. You know, we're coming out of that Piscean age and that was a little heavy for a long time. You know, um, we're coming out of a certain cycle of mentality and thinking and being in existing. And so now that um, we are in this Aquarian age, we have to consider polarity of the Aquarius, which is Leo. So while people are all revolutionary and acting crazy, well, I wouldn't say acting crazy, but you know, they're just trying to express themselves as much as they possibly can. Um, the, the other thing that's supporting the Aquarian age is this Leo energy and Leo is about the self and being seen and being heard and being felt and um, so you know therefore I am going to be uh, spiritual and I'm going to bring all of this information to the people and at the same time I'm going to be real flossy with it. I'm a showboat I'm going to be in my ego you know so then that's when you have this side of people who are narcissistic but I guess supposed to be spiritually evolved at the same time confusion oxymoron contradiction which say yeah <laughs> so um that's what we live in right now i mean before when it was the piscean virgo um energy virgo was supporting technically i feel supporting because it's polar opposites so there's things that the Pisces cannot offer that the Virgo can. And that's the same thing about the Aquarius and the Leo. So when the Pisces wasn't stable enough to, um, the energy of Pisces can be, the energy of Pisces is very flowy. 
But the reason why religion was so big in the Piscean age was because of the support of the Virgo energy, which is uh, meticulous, getting things done in order, right? So you have different orders of religion and things like that. Um, so, you know, we again, getting back to the Aquarius and the Leo, there's certain things that Leo is supporting and Aquarius is not necessarily bringing to the forefront, which is the self, really acknowledging the self a certain type of way. So it can work and it can be a contradiction. But for me, I feel like the Pisces and the Virgo work perfectly fine um, together. Um, it's like, uh, for me, it's like Pisces and Virgo is like bringing the material and the spiritual world together. Aquarius and Leo, to, I feel like it's about the self and bringing the self to the forefront a certain type of way. Because um, Leo is the star, is the sun, right? Um, so, shining in a different way. And the sun also carries, when we're talking about high energy, we're talking about ego, right? Um, and trying to balance that out with bringing certain collective knowledge, sacred information, or what people used to call secrets to the forefront. Ah, connecting that, you guys. Gotta connect the dots. Gotta connect the dots. Um, so the children, and Gongo mentioned again and again and again, we got to work on investing in our children. And I mean, if you're looking at the case right now. Uh, we got a lot of people now who are in their late 20s, 30s, who are, uh, they are just, they are a product of what they come from. And a lot of people say, you know, well, I don't, I don't have to become my surroundings in this and the third. And it's not even necessarily your environment. It could be environment of your it's not necessarily your outside environment it could be the inside environment the environment of your household it can be the mindset of the family you grew up with so if you had a, a whole bunch of people in your family or just say your parents your parents are your first teacher who they really didn't put that kind of attention on you like they needed to then those people are going to be hmm, living in that Aquarius Leo age um, they don't want to be seen, they don't want to be heard, and a lot of times those type of people just don't care. We got a lot of people like that. No morality. Don't care. And they got the knowledge and information, but they're, they just don't care. Like, they just want to do whatever they want to do. You know, like, I know this, I know this information, you know, I can read the book from front to back. I can, uh, say this verbatim. You know, this information verbatim, but at the same time, I'm still going to go out here and be reckless and do whatever it is I want to do. And so, that's why a goon going is saying, y'all, work on the children. Because we don't want to repeat this again. Because there's some crazy stuff going on out here. We don't want to repeat this again. They're saying they want something new and something fresh. So we have to invest. We have to put our all into our children, the future. Because they are the ones with the possessions. They are the ones with the assets. They are the ones that can bring the land. 
because the ancestors, the collective ancestors will be working. It's a certain kind of children that are coming through. They are, it's a certain type of children that are coming through. You know, they have some uh, research saying back from the 60s and the 70s, you have your, uh, your crystal children, you have your indigo children, you have your rainbow children, you have all these different types of children coming through. But I'm telling y'all, in the here and the now, it's, a whole, it's on a whole nother level. And from what I got, from Megungun as well as Yemoja, as well as Oshun, they are in the astral world trying to, well, no, not trying to, they are working with certain souls. And those souls pick a particular destiny before they get on this planet. They pick a particular family, a particular mission, and a particular body for a reason to carry out some really life-changing things that are going to take place, y'all. And so, just look to the children, you know. Um, help them. Like, for me, with my little girl, I make sure that I study her astrological chart. I get it all in. I try to understand as much as I can because I know she chose me and I chose her. And that's real, it's real talk. And our destinies are clearly intertwined together for a reason. And if I have a great purpose, clearly she, you know, she has a great purpose in her own right. And I'm supposed to be helping her to uh, follow that through in this lifetime. So I got to be all about mine so she can be all about hers. So she, so I feel I can fulfill what I need to fulfill from a soul mission wise, and so so can she. And so that's another way we can look at it, how we invest in our children. We're investing in our soul's mission. And we invest in our children. It's all connected. It's all connected. Um, and children are the blood. And the blood, when we're talking about the blood, and we go deep into that mitochondria DNA, it's all tones, vibrations, and frequencies. You know, that's all linked to the mitochondria DNA. The mitochondria DNA is carried by the one. The DNA, and a lot of people may argue this, but facts are facts. The mitochondria DNA, the DNA is carried from woman to woman. From woman to child. So, um... It's infinite, without beginning, without ending. <laughs> and um, we need to understand how the power of the blood and how back in ancient times, that's all they did was work with the blood. They were working with their DNA. And they knew that their DNA was linked to the stars. They knew their DNA was linked And they knew how to work with those energies. You know, they knew how to work with those different star constellations and the energies, entities, and planets, and whatever you will that's coming from those different star constellations, you know, um, to uplift whatever they need to uplift here on the planet. And that's why uh, ancient Kenan, Nubian, 
also known as Egypt, is so powerful. Um, because that is working with the essence of the collective ancestors. That's what was going on, y'all. Alright, so moving right on along, we get into the ancestral garden. At Gungun, the collective ancestors are saying, we need the garden more. We all understand that, right? A lot of us do. We're in that time, we're in that day, and we're in the age of information. <laughs> um, so, um, there's information in the planet. There's information in the ground. We can connect to that information. Um, and so, Egungun is saying that when we start to plant our seeds, this could also be um, a metaphor as well. But when we plant our seeds, we need to think about our ancestors. We need to think about what they went through, what they've been through, how they first stepped their foot on this land here in North America. We need to, and everybody's ancestors didn't come through the Middle Passage, but just think about your ancestors and how they existed here and how they strived and how if it wasn't because of them and their strength and their power, they knew wouldn't be here as well as the fact that they allowed you to come through from their ancestral lineage so that you can work out whatever you need to work out we have some people who need to tend to their ancestral garden and amend and heal whatever needs to be healed within their ancestral line and they chose you bro <laughs> they chose you they chose you to come onto this planet and heal that ancestral line so you can be out here acting all willy-nilly and that information that you get being in that Aquarius energy you don't want to fall into the pits or the negativity of the opposing of the Aquarius which is Leo you don't want to fall into that gross ego you want to use the ego for to uplift and to heal and to transform and that ego can bring you confidence to do your work but you definitely don't want to get um confused lost in the pictures in the, in the lights you know you don't want to get lost like that right because you're losing the point of why you're here and a lot of times it's so easy to lose the point I, it just is so easy so and going to collective ancestors is saying look from a physical to a metaphoric standpoint you need to tend to your ancestral garden you need to garden as much as you can and when you're planting your seeds you think of your ancestors and as this seed becomes a plant and grow, right? It's growing. You see the leaves, you see the flowers, whatever it is that you plant. You see that it's flourishing and it's growing. This is the strength of your ancestors growing, of your ancestors expanding, of the strength of your ancestral ashe, right? So this is the uh, uh, manifestation technique that the ancestors is given to y'all. Give it to me. Because I receive the messages just like how y'all receive them. I'm just repeating it. <laughs> you know, so I'm just facilitating the information as I felt, seen, and heard. Right? So, um, this ancestral garden is very important for all of us. And another way you can tend to your ancestral garden is creating an ancestral altar. Again, like I said earlier, may, if you have an ancestral altar already, maintain it beautifully. You 
know, as much as you can, put some fresh flowers down. Do what you can, even if you can't afford to go. Go outside and be in nature and pluck a few flowers from somewhere or whatever. You know, give thanks to the plant. Give thanks to uh, the ever-existing um, creator, you know, for the the chance, the ability for you to go and, and pick some flowers and give thanks to that plant and put it in front of your ancestral altar or on your ancestral altar. You know, do what you can to connect with your blood, that DNA, you know, and you got mad scientists out here who are trying, my goodness, who are connected to these because all of the energies in this galaxy or other galaxies, all of the entities, not energies, all the entities, um, you know, from these different star constellations that try to come through and work with um, the energies of mankind, the people, the mankind, they are not, they don't all have good intentions. They're not all positive. They're not all here to help. You have certain beings from certain star constellations that come here to destroy. And if you have these destructive beings go to um, a collective destructive organization, then they can create things to keep your DNA all jacked up. They can do things that you know, you will ingest on a day-to-day -day basis that will ultimately affect your future, which is your children, right? So we need to be very careful of what we're consuming mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally because they're out here, y'all. They're really out here. And um, at Goon is just trying to tell us how we um, should go about doing things and honestly working within um, working in the earth more working with the ground more the ground is elay that's another thing we need to really acknowledge the ground that we walk on elay right because there's a definite serious connection with the ground that we walk on ancestors right so acknowledging elay Acknowledging the ground that you walk on with the support of your ancestors can get you anywhere, any which how. And so, um, working in that dirt is empowering you. When you plant in that garden or when you're working with your ancestral altar, it's empowering you in so many different ways. It's strengthening your spiritual powers. It's connecting you to um, your abilities. So you got your own spiritual powers and abilities, and then you have your ancestral power and abilities. Imagine all of that that you're working with and have ignited and living in it to its fullest. So they saying, um, and Google is saying, when you're working in that dirt and you're planting these seeds, think of it like a walking meditation. You know, when we think of these gurus who do these walking meditations and they're being in the present moment, you're being in the present, but you're also thinking about the power of your ancestors and blood. You're going beyond the outside shell of this body. You're going all the way down into that red blood cell, all the way down into that mitochondrial DNA. You're going deep, you're going deep. And that's where we should be because the deeper we go, the more we expand, 
the more we can have a greater understanding of the universe. Through the blood. Through the DNA. Right? Okay, so... So, um, at Google and also mentioned that we should uh, plant some ancestral food. So, that's an assignment that you guys can take on until next time, the next episode of um, <laughs> Ancestral Turnup Tuesdays. Um, research. Right? Because that's the best way we learn when we research. I mean, you know, you can listen in and you can do these um, audio books and this, that, and the third. But when you physically, uh, physically take your time to look something up it sinks in a certain type of way when you physically do it yourself so plant some ancestral foods look up what that is look up the type of ancestral foods you can plant and honestly honestly i'll give you this one the food that came to me was eggplant plant eggplant it was so strong in my vision. So, eggplant. You know, if you guys want to start that this spring. Um, and so, yeah, again, Egongon says the more it grows, the power of your ancestors grow. How you like that? Alright. So, I thank you guys for tuning in to Ancestral Turn Up Tuesdays and Really, the turn up Tuesdays, the turn up part, the turn up part <laughs> is the part where we playing some um, amazing music that changed lives. Because mm. we're talking about, again, the DNA is tones and vibrations. So we get into that vibration that created more children. <laughs> we get into that vibration that uplifted um, the society and communities of people to um, be revolutionary and change the same old pace that was low frequency, right? Um, we get into that music, again, change lives, make babies, uh, put love in the air, um, was healing to listen to. We get into those vibes, we get into that kind of music, we get into those type of messages, all right? So I will be right back with you guys after these messages. Orisha Yoga Wellness Studio, where God's potential meets divine interactions with the forces of nature through yoga poses and postures. Come and experience private yoga instruction with Ajike's Yoga Therapy that is specifically dedicated to your needs for your elevation, transformation, and healing. Looking to take your private yoga sessions to another level of practice? Try Orisha Yoga Private Aerial Yoga. Email us today at info at orishayoga.com. That's I-N-F-O at O-R-I-S-A-Y-O-G-A dot com. Or call us at 313-744-6995 for your Orisha Yoga consultation. Emole's House offers spiritual guidance in forms of Ifa readings, 
healing ritual work, initiations, transformational courses and workshops by Ianifa Ifayami Oshundii. Imole's house spiritual guidance ranges from cosmic guidance sessions to Orisha clearing programs. Our spiritual guidance programs and sessions caters to those who are seeking their life purpose, getting straight to effective solutions to their problems in life, discovering the formula to creating a spiritual plan for fulfillment and success, increasing spiritual powers while evolving abundantly. If you are ready for Imole's house, life-changing experiences, contact us today at 313-744-6995 or info at orishayoga.com or visit us at www.orishayoga.com. That's www.orishayoga.com. soaps and washes to Orisha Yoga clothing. Orisha Yoga Garb and Spiritual Boutique offers unique items for one's spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical upkeep. OYG Spiritual Boutique offers unique jewels, consecrated alegues, spiritual soaps for your protection, business boosts, fertility, removal of spiritual attacks, and enhancement of spiritual powers. OYG Clothing has eccentric fabrics handmade with visual art that projects power and presence. Orisha Yoga Garb Boutique will have you looking the part in connection to your continuous spiritual growth. Here is a one-stop shop to build your physical and spiritual armor. So come and visit our boutique at 800 Hilton Suite 8, Ferndale, Michigan 48220 or call us at 313-744-6995. It's lucky. Mole House presents Orisha Healing Touch Therapy, also known as Orisha Reiki, for those who are in need of energy adjustment to activate the natural healing process of one's body, restoring their well-being mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Orisha Reiki is a healing technique that channels the ashe of the cosmic forces of nature, facilitating a powerful and potent experience. Orisha Reiki fosters natural self-healing, relaxes and reduces stress, relieves pain and discomfort, enhances spiritual connection, and promotes personal awareness. Book in-person sessions or long-distance sessions today at info at orishayoga.com or visit us at www.orishayoga.com. That's www.orishayoga.com. All right, all right. Thank you guys for holding on and staying tuned in to this uh, podcast. I 
just um, want to go ahead and end this episode with something smooth and something lovely that Agungun wanted me to um, play for you guys for the rest of your day. You can vibe off of this stylistic song. Another stylistics. I know when I was uh, divining and getting messages from Agungun, the first of the music that came up that was just like boom, 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 bright colors, lights all over, stylistics. And I don't know much about the stylistics, but I didn't even know which song, you know. It was just like once I type it in, then I'll know, then I knew. And this this song definitely had the first one I played and this one definitely both gave me chills. So I know that these songs is something that the, uh, at Google and the Collective Ancestors wants you guys to hear and feel and feel the love of it, y'all. Because another thing about when we're talking about the love, we need to get into the love. When we're talking about the love, we need to get into the love, the universal love, the collective love, compassion, right? And so... Um, Again, thank you all for um, listening in. I hope that you guys will tune in for next week. Turn up Tuesdays from Agon, Agon, the Collective Ancestors. Um, and you guys have a beautiful week. And I'll leave you with this. Love my job. I could